You're listening to The Hot Tag with the real tag team champs, Matty Ice and Axel the Axeman, where we talk everything wrestling. This episode of Hot Tag is brought to you by... Hey, Matty Ice, I'm kind of hungry. Yeah, you know what? So am I. Let's go get us a pizza or something. Order a pizza in. No. Why would we order a pizza when we could have pile driver pizza? Comes in four awesome varieties. Pepperoni, sausage and pepperoni, four cheese, and supreme. Ooh, sounds delish. Give me a supreme. All right, let's go down in the store. And if you guys are hungry too, you can get them in a store near you. This is Axel the Axeman, and you're listening to Hot Tag with the Beer City Boys on the Anchor Podcast app. Welcome back to Hot Tag with the Beer City Boys. As always, Matty Ice on the other line is the Axeman. Axeman, how's it going? You know, it's going pretty good. Uh, Good start to the new year, 2024. Um, Yeah, been staying fairly busy. Got some snow in Milwaukee yesterday, and I guess we're going to get some more snow uh, in this upcoming week. And, uh, yeah, just enjoying life, enjoying wrestling. Had a good holiday season. Uh, yeah. How about you, Iceman? Um, the holiday season was okay. I mean, I worked 12 hours on New Year's Eve. Um, I got paid time and a half and double time for it, so, I mean, that, that helped. So, basically, I got uh, four hours of overtime, so I got four hours of double time. So, nice. Because uh, the holiday pay goes as uh, time and a half, so that's okay. It's okay with me. Um, the Christmas season was okay, you know. Um, but, uh, yeah, yeah, we're starting a new year, and uh, starting the near, new year off pretty much with snow, I guess. Um, I'm not really looking forward to the snow because, uh, I just found out that we have a machine down for snow. So that, uh, puts a, a big wrench in the, uh, the snow plans for, um, this coming up, uh, Tuesday here. So, yeah, yeah, that does sound like it sucks, but, um, I don't know. It keeps changing, so who knows what... Uh, I think we're for sure going to get snow, but who knows how much we'll actually get. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I, I only have one sidewalk machine, so uh, that's uh, not really where I want to be. Yeah. So. Um, but anyways, um, quick little side note. Unfortunately, X Man, I didn't uh, ask you to tag along. I probably should have at least asked you, but uh, uh, Bruce City Wrestling had a show last night. Frank's last match. Frankie DeFalco's last match, supposedly. He's had him like for the last 10, 20 years. <laughs> um, but uh, me. 
MJS and uh, the Bassmaster had himself went uh, to the show. So it was uh, it was an okay show. So Frank's last match uh, was uh, War Games. If I forgot to mention that too, um, we uh, had some technical difficulties here. So hopefully we can mash things together pretty pretty good. Um, but uh, Frank's last match, War Games, uh, it was a bloody battle right off the bat. So lots of color. Um, and, uh, lots of people showed up. It was his, uh, anniversary show, Rise to Honor. <clears throat> and, uh, Hornswoggle was even there. Oh, dang. Yeah. A.K.A. Dylan. A.K.A. Shortstack. A.K.A. Um, ACW owner, president, whatever. Um. Yeah, so it was nice to see him. Um, Bruce City Wrestling and um, the other company that um, Frankie DeFalco was uh, part of called Mid-American Wrestling. Um, uh, A lot of people started there. So guys like Adam Pierce, CM Punk, Seth Rollins, um, Hornswoggle, Swoggle, whatever you want to call him. Um, did I say Adam Pierce? Yeah. Okay. I'm uh, repeating myself a lot today, I guess. Um, so yeah, um, Frankie's been a big part of a lot of the talent that we see on TV in their uh, beginning stages. So um, I think that said something about uh, Milwaukee-based wrestling. So like some of the, the guys are coming through here. Even Kevin Owens worked with Frankie as well too, or worked for Frankie. But Kevin Owens is from Canada, so um, – he just traveled to shows after Frankie booked him. So, but yeah, kudos to Frankie on 44 years being in the ring. So, um, not going to be as long as Rick Flair, but pretty close. Yeah. <laughs> um, but anyways, uh, enough with Bruce City Wrestling. Uh, what? Where do you want to start, Axe Man? There's a lot of good stuff. Yeah, yeah, there really is. Um... <clears throat> well, I, I I I know we've been going back and forth with information all over the place all this week. So yeah, like, I've been trying to send you stuff so I so I remember because there's a lot of good stuff coming through. Um, you know, since we did the podcast a little earlier last week, uh, as most of you know, we missed some 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 information uh, at the end of uh, at the end of 2023. Uh, let's start off. I mean, I know. Uh, we both don't watch AEW as much as we as we used to at one time. But uh, real quick on the pay per view, uh, biggest thing coming out of the AEW pay per view last uh, at the end of last year was um, MJF ended up dropping the the title to Samoa Joe. So Samoa Joe is now AEW heavyweight champion, and 
Adam Cole revealed himself as the devil. And he's got a group with him. And they are going to be known as Undisputed Kingdom. And it's going to be Mike Bennett, uh, Matt Taven, Wardlow, and uh, Roderick Strong. Yeah. So it, it seemed like that Adam Cole was still injured. He was still in a in an air cast. Um, yep. So it looks like he may not be doing too much in-ring action, but still going to carry the storyline along. And I guess at, at Dynamite, he claims that MJF won't be around anymore for a long time, or if ever. But, um, yeah, there's been reports coming out that, that MJF um, could potentially have shoulder surgery. He's been working with an injury for a little bit. And, uh, yeah, if he has so shoulder surgery, I guess he's going to be out for at least a year. Mm. Well, I'm going to say that he's not going to WWE, first off and foremost, if he's having any kind of surgery. Um, <clears throat> but um, I don't think he's coming to WWE anyways. I think he's going to stay right there in AEW for a while. Because um, he had some good momentum in AEW. Um, I mean, obviously, we, we're we not blind as bats. We know how AEW works. We know how WWE works and whatnot. Um, if he was going to WWE, he would be on NXT. So he's got to learn their product um, and all that stuff, even though he's been on TV for quite a while. Um yeah, I, I, I tend to agree with that. And to be honest with you, I think for MJF, seeing the Jade Cargill saga kind of un, unroll with her going to WWE and how she still hasn't really done anything, I think that opens a lot of eyes. Not, not just MJF, but other wrestlers that are on I don't want to say platform, but on the same status as him, as in they've only really done like indie wrestling and then maybe come to AEW and kind of made a name for themselves, that they realize that uh, even though WWE is wrestling, the same as AEW or anything else, WWE is done a lot differently than, than the other promotions. You know, they're looking for that entertainment value and they, right. they strive for perfection. So, like, for you to go to AEW to, w, to WWE, I think that's a big step in a in a big change. Like, yeah, you're doing the same basic stuff, but I think it's, like, a big learning curve. And I think that's what's been really holding Jade Cargo back is, like, I think WWE realized how raw she is. And I'm not trying to take anything away from her. Well, I, I think they knew how raw she was and how green she was. And, I mean, Triple H even said in press conferences, like, Jay Cargill is being set up for megastardom because they see something in her. And she will be megastardom. I guarantee you that when the timing is right, she's going to come in so hot, it's going to be like Sasha Banks. Um, 
Charlotte, Becky Lynch, Big Booty Bailey, <laughs> mm. like all combined into one. I'm thinking. I mean, if you thought that um, um, Bianca Belair was was hot, just watch out for Jade Cargill because. The way she, I mean, the way she presented herself in AW2 um, was was pretty pretty good. I mean, obviously, when you're doing heel work, it's so much easier to be a, uh, a heel than uh, a face. So, um, we'll see what she, what happens with her if she becomes like a heel or if they try to bring her on as a face or whatnot. But um, either way, she's going to be, she's going to be impressive to watch. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't really take um, her experience and throw that into MJF, not to bash you on that one. But I think the green people, need that extra time and to prepare and especially somebody of Jay Cargill status. I mean, she's going to be instant push to the moon, I think. But you don't so. think she needs any time in NXT? Um, well, I mean, they can brand her in NXT. <clears throat> Cause like, that's the thing. It's like, but, but, but here, here, here's the thing is that you haven't seen her yet on NXT except for, like walk-ins and whatnot. So I don't think she's going to be on NXT. I think they're going to push her right to the main roster. See, that just doesn't so make think... sense to me, though. How can you put all these other people who are more polished than she is in NXT before she even goes in NXT? Because, like, um, she hasn't had that well, many matches, and all the matches she's had are squashed. Well, she said... She's had quite a few matches, um, and I, I agree with you about the squash matches. She's had a lot of squash matches, but I'm going to say for like the past year, year and a half, she's been having longer matches. So, not just five-minute matches, you know what I mean? It's been 10, 12 minutes, I'll say. It might be shorter than that, but... It just feels like that way. So you think she's better than MJF in the ring? No. No. But I think that they are polishing her up to be on TV. To be on the main roster. Yeah. I think that's why it's taken so long. Because I think we would have got a dose of her already on NXT in the ring if she was going to be in NXT. I mean, think about how long she's been out. Yeah. Yeah, I get you. Well, when was that summer? When was that SummerSlam that she she left? Um, or before SummerSlam? Maybe. Because her, I can't remember. I, I yeah, I can't remember it. I can't remember either. Um, 
Yeah, I can't remember, but... I mean, if she does go to NXT, it's just going to be run through everybody and probably get to the main roster. So... Yeah. Well, that, that that that's just my take on it, because I mean she's got a lot of TV time, and the stuff that she was doing, I'm gonna say was decent. Just the wrestling polish wasn't there, so like all that stuff, looking at the cameras and whatnot. I mean that was all great, I think, and um, she just needed. She just needed more time in the ring, is what she did. What she needed off the bat to make sure that she's super polished. I mean, everybody that she worked with was um, either just the squash match, like you said, or or they worked her over, and um, then she scaled away with the with the victory. I mean, she was kind of like the Roman Reigns, you know? Yeah. So, where you just skate away with with victories all the time. After you get the snap beat out of you, you think that you're going to lose. Yeah. Well, so um, not to drag that out. No, no, no. (laughs) That's all right. I was just going to hit on two more AEW things before we switched gears. Um, I don't know if you saw this. I can't remember if I sent it to you or not. But um, Diana Perazzo. Made her AEW debut this past Wednesday. Yep i I don't think you sent it to me, and I don't think I sent it to you. But um, we both saw it, so that's all that matters. Yeah i I don't know. I have mixed feelings. Um, I I honestly, I'm like part of me is happy for it, and the part of me that's happy for it is because she's so good. And yeah. so many people haven't seen her or so many people know she's good. And she's finally, hopefully, going to be able to show everyone how good she actually is. Um, mm-hmm. And that AEW women's roster, like, really needed her because they are kind of in, like, a weird, like, lull. Um, I know a lot of things have been said about Britt, about Britt Baker, about how she – wanted to take how she was asked to take a step back and how people wanted to see other people and yada, yada, yada. And I really think that with her taking a step back, yeah, you got to saw these other people, these other women wrestling stuff. But like, besides maybe Chris Statlander and maybe um, Tony Storm with this new character, I'm not for sure how I really feel about it yet. But nobody yeah, else. I don't, really... I, I don't really like Tony Storm's timeless character. Yeah, I'm like, part of me is like, oh, it's cool. And part of me is like, this is stupid. But, I mean, I just feel like the AEW women's roster was on the right track. And then within the last year, they've taken like five steps back. So I, I honestly feel like Deanna Peraza is really going to help them. The only reason I am negative about it is because it's just that next like AEW connotation. Oh, we're going to bring somebody in. We're going to push them for a couple weeks and then you're going to forget about them. Right. And that's not what I want happen to her because she's too good for that. Right. Well, I mean, with Bert Baker and whatnot, I mean, she was hot and she did all that work when she had her leg broken um, and being the role model and whatnot. And then it just, 
it, it like the whole AEW women's roster after she lost that world title has been nothing but a joke, I think. So, I mean, I think a lot of people can probably agree. I know you agree about that, so. Yeah, yeah. Well, and then the last thing, and again, this is just speculation and rumor, but um, I guess things have fallen apart for um, Sasha Banks or Mercedes Monet, as she goes right now, um, with talks between her and WWE, and I guess now um, – Everything I've seen is said, yep, she's coming to AEW 100% now. Um, well, she's asking for a lot of money. Yeah. And and honestly, I don't know if she's even worth it. Because she left WWE sour. You know what I mean? She she just walked she's out. Gonna leave, she's going to leave AEW the same way. Well, and, but here's the thing is, look at somebody who... Look at people who have left WWE and then have come back. Big example, Cody. He left. He went out, used his WWE status, did it the hard way by going through the indies and going through that, doing all that, did the Japan thing, the ROH thing, started another company. He's 10 times the star now that he was when he left WWE. Oh, yeah, 100%. But, But with her... She was a huge star. She went to Japan. Granted, she did get hurt, but she hasn't done anything to make herself a bigger star. Yeah. In in my opinion, I think she's fallen further down and she's re- less relevant than she was before. Yeah, I mean, I could see that. I could definitely see that. So, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know what she'll do, but I mean, realistically, if if I was her and I had the star power behind her like she did, I would just keep wrestling for whatever promotion that wanted me, like not sign a contract. I would just be like, okay, well, you want me to... Or for AEW, well, give me ten grand or whatever, you know, twenty grand. Yeah. Um, or, and I would just, I would just keep doing that. You want this many appearances? Okay, it's this much, this much. You know what I mean? I'm not signing a contract. Right. I'm just going to keep bouncing around. Well, so and- I mean that 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 that's that's how I would work it. I mean. Well, it, it, kind of like kind of kind of play the Matt Cardona thing, you know. Well, maybe that's her ploy too. Is like, maybe you know WWE isn't giving her the money she wants, but she's willing to take a pay cut going to AEW because Tony Khan's going to be like, oh, yeah, you sign a contract. I want you here for these dates. Yada yada yada. I'll pay you whatever. But then, oh, you can go work dates at whatever else too. Yeah. Because that is, in my opinion, that is the only plus side to going somewhere like AEW as opposed to WWE. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, um, just a quick side note. is like Trinity um, 
Naomi, whatever you want to call her. Um, I'm seeing stuff about her coming back to WWE, possibly. I don't know how long her contract was in Impact, because I thought she was she signed a contract with Impact. But I could be wrong. No, I think I think you're right, too. I think I had read that when she first went to Impact. Yeah. But is, isn't she champ there? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. Um, I wanted to say a quick side note thing about the Adam Cole thing. I know we're like 10 pages past that, that, uh, the devil reveal, but I think that story would have been so much better if it was Britt Baker. Being the, the devil. Oh, oh, okay. I, I'm, I'm interested. I, I like where you're going. I'm interested to hear like what your take is on if she was the devil, like how that would have worked and played out. How you know what I mean? Well, okay. Adam Cole, Britt Baker together, right? Yep. Adam Cole becomes best friends with MGF and kind of like leaves Britt Baker out in the cold. You oh, know what I mean? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And she gets all of Adam's old friends to help her with MJF. And, like, destroy him. Hmm. That would have been cool to see. And I'm a reveal being Britt Baker. But, I mean, I get the whole Adam Cole thing turning. I mean, I get that. But I think I would have liked the Britt Baker story a little better. Because I think your dad would probably going to listen to this. And he's probably going to be like, oh, man, yeah, that's right on. That's what I was thinking, too. I can see your dad right now. He He's probably getting all pumped up listening to this. Yeah. Well, no, I, I like that. That would have been cool because I don't – I feel like just recently you've been seeing groups of male wrestlers also having female wrestlers as well as the Judgment Day or uh, House of Black or so on and so forth. I think it would have yep. been a cool mix-up too now that you brought that up to see – a female wrestler leading a group of male wrestlers like that. You know, like she's, you know what I mean? Like, right. She's leading those dudes. They're still a group. Like that would have been pretty cool too. And nobody else is doing anything like that. So it's like, right. Yeah. And, and it'd been a great way to bring Brit Brit Baker back into the fold in AEW. Right. I mean, because then she's not being a highlight to the women's women's roster, you know what I mean? Right. And she's got her own little gimmick she can come out for five, ten, five minutes or whatever and speak her mind like every week and say how dominant their faction is going to be. And they could have still kept the the Undisputed Kingdom thing and then like have matches against Adam Cole and MJF. And then down the line, you could have Adam Cole be in on it. You know what I mean? Right, yeah. Yeah, you, yeah. there's endless possibilities. Like, I don't know right. why... I don't know why Tony Khan isn't trying some of these, like, out-of-left-field ideas. There's no way with all those people that are involved in putting things together in AEW that they didn't come up with something like this. Right. There's no. And, there's no way... I'm not trying to take anything away from you, but right, like to me, that just seems like a brilliant idea. Yeah, 
Um, uh, and it, uh, I'm not going to say like the storyline was kind of rushed with this whole devil thing, but the way everything all went down um, is kind of like um, um, it w- wasn't good enough. It was kind of like, well, yeah, it's Adam Cole. You know what I mean? No, I I, mean, I, I totally get what you're saying. And I, I feel that way about a lot of what are supposed to be the, like the big storylines for AEW is that they slow burn, you know, like, okay, they get you intrigued. Okay. 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 And then right at the end, when they start to ramp up, then they just like flash burn super quick. And it's like done and over with. Here's a reveal. Yeah. And it's like, and that's the one thing I remember when we first started the podcast that I was, super into about AEW was the slow burn. It was like, oh my God, what's going to happen next? What's going to happen next? And then now you like get that for a few weeks and then everything happens super quick the next few weeks and it's done and over with. Right. Yeah. Because I mean, they could have really capitalized and ran with this. I mean, I don't know the, the, the timeline with MJF, but I mean, they didn't really have to reveal and anything really, but because I mean they were jumping everybody backstage, you know what I mean? Right. They could have kept doing that. They could have kept doing it, and they didn't have to reveal. I mean, they could have waited for, and they could have built up more storylines like uh, Nick Nemeth coming over or something like that. And um, uh, well, even like you i'm gonna say you can even like add more goons to the to the group not to be like aces and eights kind of thing or nwo but like you could have added more people and done like a slow reveal until you got to like um the the kingdom or whatnot you know what i mean yeah it would have been like uh like a mix between um dark water and aces and eights right yeah yeah, you could have been, like, revealing them as they're, like, coming through. Like, this would have been, like, a good opportunity for, like, Warlord to be like, yeah, I screwed you, but I'm not the devil. You know what I mean? Right, yeah. Reveal people a little at a time, and then, especially since Adam Cole's injured right now. Right. Why can he still not be behind the mat? You know, I Yeah, I, I like that a lot better, too, if you were to go that route, too. Yeah, I mean, it's, like, endless possibilities, I mean, but it... I don't know. It's it, it's just it's just kind of crazy. To well, me. especially considering the, if MJF is for sure going to have this surgery, you don't need to reveal because there's no storyline there anymore. Right. Like between MJF and Adam Cole, I mean, there is when he comes back because he's going to want payback. But if he if Adam Cole is still masked as the devil, yeah, and and even you could have still kept the the him mask even after Adam Cole comes back from injury and just have Adam Cole wrestle off to the side acting like he's not the devil. You know what I mean? Right, exactly. Like have Adam Cole still be a babyface. 
but then still have the devil, the devil and his goons doing the stuff, whatever. And then finally, when it's revealed, it's Adam Cole all along, and he's like, "Oh yeah, I've just been pretending to be a babyface. Right. I'm, I'm really this monster heel." Right. Yep. Yeah, I like that. I think you're onto something. Yeah. Um, so, oh, go ahead. Um, while we're still chatting, AW real quick. Side note, your thoughts on Chris Jericho's Chris Jericho's allegations with Kylie Ray. Um so I'm still a little in the dark on things that happened. I've read some things. I was confused by a few things. Um here's here's the thing. It's it's really hard to say because and I know I always say this, usually where there's smoke, there's fire. Um, but, you know, it, 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 are people releasing things to hurt people? Or, I, I haven't seen anything personally. I can't, I don't know for sure. I haven't seen anything where she said, this is what happened, this isn't what happened. And the same thing on Jericho's side. I know she's left AEW. I also know she's left quite a few other companies uh, for other reasons as well. And I'm not trying to take anything away from her. I'm not going to sit here and be like, oh, she's a baby. Like, she just can't handle this or that. Or I'm not because I don't know what exactly happened. And I don't want to be like, oh, she's the problem when it could have been other things. Um, so, yeah, I just I guess I just don't have enough information, I guess, to give a, an opinion. I, uh, did did you find more on it? Um, no, I haven't really found more on it. Um, but just just for what I know about the situation is that um, let's I'll just break it down real quick. Is Chris Jericho had Kylie Ray when Kylie Ray was still with AEW come to his locker room. Well, she thought it was going to be a group setting, and when she showed up, it was just her, and evidently he made advances at her. Um, so that being said, shortly after that incident, I guess, she asked her for, for her release from the company. So don't know what happened, but she was granted a release from the company, and they parted ways, and you haven't heard from about it since and then after Jericho came out and put his two cents into the CM Punk issue with the Bucks then it became an issue then it was brought up to the attention and there were some posts and stuff like that that um, Kylie Ray ended up liking some tweets out there about that incident. So, I, I I don't I don't really know, but like, what would that do for Chris Jericho's world if those allegations are actually true? Um. Yeah, he wouldn't wrestle anymore. That's for sure. Bye, bye, Jericho Cruz. I mean, yes, 
essentially because, I mean, the wrestling community has basically shut every other wrestler down who has had any sort of allegations out about them within the last five years or so. I mean, you know, you don't hear anything about Joey Ryan anymore with all that. You don't, Jimmy Havoc is no longer around. Um, I mean, I had heard a rumor that Marty Skrull, after his allegations came out, he disappeared for a long time. And I'd heard he was trying to come back, and then he got booked on a couple smaller shows, and then now nobody will touch him again. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I he'd, he'd be done. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I it, It's so hard because, like, I, I, I always say whether, whether smoke or fire, but I, I would hope that, I try to see the good in people and I would hope that that is not the case. But I also, at the same time, if there are allegations, where'd they come from? What are, what are people gaining from, you know, saying these, whether they're true or not? You know what I mean? Like, right. There's so many factors. And until we have everything, it's, it's hard to say like, what the heck happened? You know, I don't know. I mean, the, and the, the comments that were made out on this situation too, um, against Chris Jericho, it it seems like there was more. There was more people that were um, uh, like more female talent involved with that too, with those allegations as well. So yeah, I, don't know, I guess we'll just have to keep our uh, eyes open and bring bring news as we get it. Yeah, so, I mean, uh, with uh, um, trying to trying to put my thoughts together now because I was going to go somewhere and now I kind of like lost my thoughts on the whole thing. Um, when you were talking about all those other people. Oh, yeah, I got it. Um, it was when, you know, if these allegations are true and AEW covered them up, what is that going to do to AEW? Yeah, that's kind of what I was thinking, too, when you said that there was other people who knew about it or whatever or had commented on it. If other people knew and just swept it under the rug, no matter who it is, another wrestler, somebody higher up in AEW, whether it's if they have an HR program set in place, if they swept it under the rug, Tony Khan, like that's that's a big deal, and that's not okay. Because then all of a sudden, it's not a safe work environment anymore. Right. Exactly. So that's where I was going to go with that. So. Oh yeah. Anyways, uh, let's carry on, huh? Yeah. <laughs> um. So yeah. So as always. I feel like we always say this. The world of wrestling is crazy. Tons of moving pieces uh, already at the start of 2024. Um, Nick Namath, a.k.a. Dolph Ziggler, he uh, was spotted at Wrestle Kingdom. And apparently he is going to be working dates for New Japan coming up. Yeah, and Daniel Bryan was there too. Yep, Daniel Bryan was also there, and John Moxley. Or Brian Danielson, 
Sorry. Um, John Moxley. Uh, quick side note about John Moxley. He didn't win that tournament. <laughs> yeah, I, I did. I, <laughs> Eddie Kingston won. Yeah, I did. They must have threw a they must have threw a curveball since since uh you know I I commented on on a bunch of posts and said yeah John Moxley's gonna win the tournament you know it. Yeah, they had to prove so, you wrong. He wins every tournament. They had to prove yeah. you wrong. Yeah, he he was winning that tournament all along. They just threw Eddie Kingston to win at the last second because. They didn't want to lose more people. So, anyways, um, sorry, carry on. So yeah, so so he's uh, doing some new Japan dates. Um, good for him. Uh, it'll be interesting to see on social media how he um, makes some impacts over there. It's so hard for him, for me with him, anyways, because. He was pushed so hard and then forgotten about and brought back and pushed so hard and forgotten about and brought back. and um, Yeah, I don't know how, how he'll be booked going forward now. Yeah. Um, also, um, apparently um, rumors are stirring that um, Camille is coming to WWE. Yeah. Gosh, could... Could you imagine that, like, I don't know, three, let's just say three years from now, Camille against Jade Cargill at WrestleMania? Yeah. Heavy hitters, man. Could, could you imagine those guys as a tag team? Oh, geez. I would say go ahead and do it, but honestly, the women's tag team division is not really all that important, so I don't want to see them do that just because of that. I mean, those two can, like, run the whole show. Like, Camille could be on, like, SmackDown or Raw or whatever, and Jay Cargill could be on, on the other brand, and they could just be running house. That that would be interesting. Yeah. That, just, just for a brief time, not, like, saying that they have to run it forever. No, yeah, like yeah. Like Roman Reigns, you know what I mean? You know what would be interesting? If... They bring Camille in. Obviously, uh, the rumors going around says she's going to be in NXT, which is fine, whatever. Um, uh, Nick Aldis is on is running SmackDown. How cool would it be be to see those two back together? That would be interesting. That that would almost be an interesting thing to do. Because remember, back in NWA, she was like almost like the bodyguard. Yeah, that's what I'm. That's what I'm saying. Like, bring her back, and she's like his 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 bodyguard. Cause, and she like never talked either and stuff. She was right. She was like the real deal. Yeah, and she looks really good too. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, I mean, she's not. She's not. She's not Jack like Jay Cargill. Well, even if you threw them both together, you know, her and Jay Cargill, like, well, I mean, you can't really do that because, I mean, they're going to make Jay Cargill the the big star, but you can't throw them together and have them be <laughs> um, their uh, manager, valet, extraordinaires or whatever, body bodyguards. But that would be funny if Nick all this had both of those two were like as his bodyguards. Yeah, that would be pretty funny. 
Like if if we didn't know who Jay Cargill was and she wasn't getting built up, so that would be that would that would be hilarious. So, um, well, speaking of even more people who are moving around promotions and stuff, um, TNA's first pay per view of the year is coming up the thirteenth. So next Saturday. And they have a humongous card. Yeah. I'm trying to pull up the card right now so I can go through all the matches. Well, it doesn't matter. There's only one match that you need to be concerned about. Yeah, Hammerstone. Hammer, Hammer. Hammer versus uh, uh, Josh Alexander. That is going to be a heavy-hitting match. Yeah. Do you do you think Hammerstone is signing with Impact? Or do you think it's just like a one-off thing? Um, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Um, it could be a one-off thing to see what he's got on the table, and I don't know. I mean. Hammerstone's got a a lot of potential to be uh, to be something really good. So, an impact I think is the perfect company for him to be involved with. So, you get that national exposure, um, being on Impact or TNA. Sorry, TNA now. Um, and it's, his life would be good because we both know if he went to AEW, he would just be another, another guy in the locker room. Yeah. Yeah, no, I know what you mean, man. Um, kind of like, kind of like Wardlow. You build that guy up and just, uh. Bring him back down. Well, yeah, and like, yeah, yeah. Don't even get me started on that. That was another thing where, yeah, they they rush and get Wardlow into this position, and then everything just falls apart and he disappears. It's like typical AEW booking. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Back on TNA. Um. I guess they're having an event the Friday, Thursday or Friday before. Um, this pay-per-view on Saturday, I believe, I believe it's Saturday the 13th, um, called, like, Snake Eyes or whatever, and I guess Okada's gonna be there and wrestle. Oh. Yeah, so, that'll be cool, too. See, I think Okada needs to come over to the States and be a draw. I really do. Yeah, there's been a lot of rumors speculating whether or not he's going to stay in New Japan or if he's going to come over to um, to the States. I mean, I would love to see him in WWE. But um, I, I would just hate, to, hate for him to get lost in the mix uh, of uh, the roster. Oh yeah, because their their firepower on that roster is just all over the place. Um, 
and I, I just hate to see him um, get lost in that mix. And the same thing with AEW, you know. But then again, you look at Impact, and they got some guys on there, too, that any given day, you know. Right. Right. Um, oh, so that Snake Eyes event's actually the day after the pay-per-view. And it's at the okay. it's at the Palms in 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 Vegas, oh. but I guess it's going to be broadcast on Access TV. I guess. Okay. And Will Osprey is going to be there too. Hmm. Um. But yeah. No. Um. Yeah, I think this is a good pay per view and a good start for TNA to start off the year and re- be re back to TNA. Uh, that's pretty sweet. Good for them. Um, but have you? I can't remember if I because I've sent you so much stuff. Have you seen the rumors swirling around TNA and everything, or just no? I don't know what you're talking about right now. Um, so obviously we talked about TNA is revamped their um, streaming yep. service, and yep. they're going through Endeavor, which is. You know, the owner of WWE and whatnot. So there's rumors swirling that T. Oh, yeah, yeah, that one. Yeah, yeah. TNA yep. and WWE could potentially be working together, um, which which would make sense to the whole Trinity thing if she's coming back to WWE. Correct. Um, and I don't know what if, if this rumor is true, what do you, what do you think? Because, I mean, Vince is gone now, so. You know, if it's true, I would like to see TNA and NXT kind of group together. Um, Kind of have their, like, TNA people coming to NXT and building off the NXT brand, their stars, and then have them come over to TNA a little bit. So yeah, well, so, just kind of have that 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 feud going on. It's it's funny that you say that because um, I'd stumbled across when I was looking at the 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 pay per view card for this TNA, and it it I had read something where it was like, you won't believe who else will be there. And I guess there's rumors speculating around that that almost seems like that Shawn Michaels or somebody from NXT is going to show up at this pay-per-view. Hmm. Which, I don't know, that would be really interesting. Um, but I guess there's also rumors swirling that WWE is trying to see if they can still work out some kind of partnership with New Japan. But if that falls through, I guess they're starting to work on a deal with all Japan as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and I I honestly think that, that that's where like wrestling needs to be. I mean, Vince is no longer involved. Why not partner with other promotions? I mean, AEW is doing it. Um, why not? What I mean, what can it really hurt? Yeah, you know, I think the Forbidden Door thing was was great. I mean, if you go back in time, 
Mickey James was in the Royal Rumble as the Knockouts champion. Right. So, like, the possibilities are endless. So, endless. That's very true. It's very true. So, I mean, only time will tell. Eventually, maybe, <clears throat> maybe we'll get back to to the NWA, <laughs> the National Wrestling Alliance. Yeah, yeah, maybe. I don't know. We'll see. I mean, that's probably something Billy Corgan really needs to do to help keep the NWA alive, especially if like a lot of these bigger stars. You know, you've helped a lot of these people break out into stars, and they've gone elsewhere, and then. Now, basically, you're just a farm system, you know, like ECW was the WWE there for the late 90s. Right. Um, I mean, if if you think about it, you can have, like, the National Wrestling Alliance being what what it is, but if you would put those guys on, like, their champions, right – like the U.S. title and uh, the TV title and whatnot, and uh, the world, the ten pounds of gold, sweet Charlotte. Um, if you would put those guys on, like AEW or WWE TV or even TNA, with that matter, like just kind of showing up at the the random like, organizations that are out there that are, like, I'm going to say kind of mainstream. I mean, even if you went over to New Japan and did that there, too, like, had your champion, like, travel travel around and wrestle all these guys, you know? I mean, that would be interesting. Kind of bring it back to the, the old school days. Yeah. Yeah. No, that so. would be cool. It's just hard. I think it's hard with WWE because – so many people only watch WWE, and they—I don't think they would quite grasp or understand um, that concept, especially not right away. Yeah, um, but it would be cool to see. No, it would be super cool, especially for people like us who are super interested in all sorts of wrestling. So, right. Um. So you got any other news? The only other thing I had, uh, which is obviously a little advanced in it, but it's been announced, WrestleMania 41 in Minneapolis. Yep. Man, we, we might have to go. Yeah. Tell the wives, are you in or are you out? Well, it's kind, right? it's kind of funny because I feel like I brought it up on the podcast before about how if WrestleMania was back in Detroit or in Minneapolis, they're we're in the middle of both. They're both of them like six hours away or whatever. And it's like, here it is. Yeah. Um, cause we're destined. Honestly, destined to go to WrestleMania. Honestly, too, like it, even if for some reason we couldn't get tickets or whatever, like just going up there for – like a long weekend and just hitting like the conventions and all the other like smaller shows. 
Yeah. I think that would be so sweet. Yeah. It would be. It would be. I wonder how much an access pass is. I don't know. I mean, I I wonder if it changes. Like, if we looked up for – because they're in Philadelphia. I, 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 bet you, I bet you it changes for the access passes on how many days you want. So, like, it goes for, like, a week long. So, but do you, well, if you do, like, a, an all-week pass, it would probably be X amount. And if you do, like, a day pass, it would be one set price. Well, my thing is, like, like, a three-day price. Okay, let's just, for simplicity, let's say all-week pass is 1000 bucks, And you looked it up, yeah. and that's what it was for Philadelphia. Now, do you think it would be the same in Minneapolis, or do you think the price would change? I think it would be the same. Okay. Yeah. Because, I mean, going to WrestleMania would be a bucket list thing for sure for any wrestling fan, especially for us who have a podcast. Um, but also... We're just going to... We, we, we need to get that media pass. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that'd be cool. But, uh, yeah, also at the same time, just... Uh, like I said, even just going to the the convention that they have and like other small wrestling shows of other promotions and stuff, I think would be super sweet. Right. So I don't know why I have to keep that in mind and start doing some research as it gets a little closer. Yeah. Um, but yeah, other than that, uh, I don't got anything else. Uh, what about you? Well, we do need to talk about one thing. What's that? The Iron Claw. Oh, yeah, I almost forgot. Good thing you remembered. So, I just saw it um, on Monday. Right? Yeah. Did I see it on Monday? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I saw it on Monday. And you saw it over the weekend on Saturday. Right? Uh, I saw it the 31st. Yeah. Or the, so Sunday. Sunday. Yep. That's Sunday. Yep. So I saw it the 1st and you saw it the 31st. Um, so I want, I, I want uh, opinions. Um, I, I'll, I'll start off with my opinion. Um, I thought the movie was great. Um, I thought they did a really nice job putting it into uh, theatrics. Um, I know a lot of people were disappointed in the whole story of uh, that it wasn't um, timeline based and yada yada yada. Things were scrambled and people were cut out of the movie and this and that. Um, but it's 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 Hollywood theatrics. So you're not you're not getting a documentary. It's not it wasn't meant to be a documentary. So um it was I thought it was a great movie. Um I went with uh my my uh my wife Heather and uh she being um kind of the wrestling non wrestling fan um, I mean, she watch she watches it with me and whatnot, but uh, she actually enjoy, enjoyed the movie too. And uh, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna say this on the podcast because uh, I'm I'm a big boy. Um, yeah, we we were like crying together. <laughs> nice. So, 
<laughs> except for we didn't have any tissues. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, the, the, the tragedy of that family is, I mean, even when you know the history behind it, um, just seeing it play out on the screen is just like, uh, it, it still gets to you, you know? Yeah. So, um, I thought probably one of the best scenes in the movie is when, uh, they had, uh, uh, Carrie die and he was going across the lake and he saw his brothers and they they embraced him a hug and then he said where's Jack Jr. <laughs> and then he they got the little boy standing there and gave him a big hug and whatnot so I thought that was kind of like a a nice touch to that so I used to be a brother but not anymore yeah so So what what are your thoughts? What's uh what was your family's opinions on the, on the movie? Hopefully you got them. Yeah, yeah. So I um I went with with my dad and my brother and then Ashley and my mom. And um my mom my mom not real doesn't wrestling the same as Ashley. Like my mom will put up with it or whatever and and stuff. Um, so those two didn't know the story at all. And my brother didn't either. Um, but my brother's a casual wrestling fan. My brother liked it. He didn't say much when I asked him about it. Just like, oh yeah, it was good or whatever. Um, Ashley, Ashley liked it. She thought it was really good. Um, she couldn't believe that, that it was a a true story and, and stuff like that. Um, and and I could tell my mom liked it too, because my mom was like Googling, stuff about the family like on the way home and whatnot and um and we were talking about it we talked about like the whole drive home from the from the movies so like a half hour from where we saw it to back to my folks house um my dad really liked it too he thought it was really good and he him and i kind of shared similar opinions like it was a good movie and i knew going in so i had an open mind going in i knew it'd be hollywooded up and and really theatrical and stuff. Um, the, the the only thing like I didn't care for was I thought the guy that they got to play Ric Flair was terrible. Like I, they, you couldn't have find, found anybody else that did a better job. Um, that was like my only downfall for the movie uh, was just him. Um, yeah. And and like when I when I look back at it and I after I watched it and I thought about it and was like, well, I didn't like this or maybe they could have done this. And I, I how you had said that a lot of people were like, well, there was no timeline and things were scrambled and stuff like I was kind of upset about that at first. But as I've thought about it after it's been a week since I've seen it, even though the movie was called The Iron Claw and it was about the Von Erich family. I kind of see it as more of like, this is Kevin's story. Because he's the only surviving Von Eric. I'm not counting his kids or anything, you know. Right. Um, so it's it's just him, you know. The dad's gone, you know. The, the, the mom, she's passed away now. So this is basically his story. And I could see the way they put the movie together is maybe how he told the story. Like, 
they're just somebody he's just talking somebody's typing up so like yeah of course things aren't gonna like mesh and go in chronological order of how they happen because he may have like told part of the story and been like oh yeah well then this happened or, oh yeah I forgot about this and then they just keep it in that order and like of course it doesn't show you know maybe some of the things that Carrie did in the WWF because Kevin wasn't there and of course it doesn't show anything that you know um, David did when he was traveling around, you know, in Missouri or, you know, the other promotion stuff, because Kevin wasn't there. So that to me, when I looked at it from that perspective, I think I enjoyed the movie more when I thought yeah. about it. Oh, this is Kevin's story about his family. Um, I, I thought it was, I liked it better when I thought about it like that. But I, I'd give the yeah. movie like an eight out of ten. Yeah. Um. Now there has been a lot of criticism about not showing Chris von Eric. Any any thoughts to that? So, that's what I was saying. Um, that's what I brought up on the drive home from the movie. That because my mom had asked me like, "Oh, who was that little boy, Jack Junior?" And I was like, "Oh, well, they had an older brother that was older than Kevin, and he had died." when they were uh, young boys. And then I said, after uh, Mike, there was actually a younger boy, Kevin or Chris, who never really got the ref, you know, didn't do much because he was smaller and there was some other things wrong with him and stuff. And my mom looked it up and I guess apparently, I don't know who had said this or whatnot. Some, I don't know if it was a producer or the director or writer or whatever of the movie had said that they decided to leave it out because the movie couldn't hold, handle any more tragedy um, than was already in there. Yeah. So, I don't know. I mean, I'm not going to like... Well, you, you know, and um, it was a, a lot of tragedy, but yet it was similar tragedy to Mike. Right. So, I mean, having those those two characters, uh, they were the, basically what it came down to is Chris and Mike were the same character. Yeah, they just combined them, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, and, and, and which, which I, I think, I, I, I don't remember the credits or anything like that, but I think they probably should have said something at the end like uh, the Von Erics had another tragedy. There was, you, you know, they should have, they should have threw something in there uh, for, for Chris, I think. Yeah. Something like that. Maybe, maybe a few pictures or something like that, like of them, you know? Yeah, no, yeah, I would agree there. Um, but at the same time, I don't, and I'm not trying to take anything away from their family. I don't think it, like, changed the story at all that they left him out. No, no, it it, it really didn't. But I, but I do agree with you that, yeah, they probably should have put something in there at the end, uh, just like a couple pictures and some, some words about it or whatnot. Um, yeah. Because they already had the, the words and the blurbs in there um, about the other stuff at the end. Um, but... Um, I feel like I said this on the podcast before, 
you and I had went to see it that I feel like the movie did its job from my point of view, as in with my mom and my and my wife, is that it they didn't know anything about it and it opened the doors for them to look further into the story and find out more. Right. Like it gives you like a oh, here's this story, here's this wrestling family most people have never heard of. And then people are like, holy crap. And then they're looking it up and like, oh, my gosh, this and this. And so um, I feel like the movie did its job in that realm. Yeah. No, I, I agree. Totally agree. So, yeah. But, yeah, no, it was, it was a great movie. I really enjoyed it. And um, I don't know. I didn't send this to you this week. Um, but apparently, um, I had seen a little blurb where Chavo had come out and said, oh, um, since the Von Erichs movie had done so well, um, there's been talks about doing one about the Guerreros. Yeah. So, um, honestly, I think that'd be great. And you could do it about the hearts and about so many other wrestling families and just wrestling in general, I think um, I think the Iron Heart or the Iron Claw really opened up doors for other wrestling family movies, wrestling movies um, in general. And I think this was kind of they can all pay homage to uh, Dark Side of the Ring too because yeah. without that show you know they wouldn't have been able to be like, oh, well, they're telling tragic stories from, from you know, behind the curtain. And and without that, they never would have wanted to make the Iron Claw movie because nobody would have been like, oh, yeah, family with tons of tragedy and wrestling. Oh, yeah, it would do great. Yeah. So. Yeah. I mean, if you think about the hearts, too, I mean, with... um. Owen dying, Davy Boy, um, one of the uh, the nephews dying because of his condition. Um, that uh, that all could be good, right? So that all could be be good stuff. Yeah, yeah, I definitely tend to agree. Um, I was going to ask you something, but it's kind of slipped my mind now. Um, something about the Iron Claw, and it had to do with Ashley. <laughs> um. Jeez. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I forgot that. What I was going to say now. What I was going to ask you. It'll come to me later. By that time, it's already too late. Well. Do you have any other quick hits? I, I don't think so. 
I don't think so. Um, um, I have one real quick. I just want your thoughts on uh, what's your opinion of The Rock coming back on Monday? Well, cause, I don't know what they're doing. Because, yeah, he took a shot at Roman, so. I don't know what they're doing, but I don't really like it either. Um, Because if you put The Rock at Mania with Roman, what is that doing to your storyline with Cody? If there was a storyline with Cody there. Yeah. Which, I mean, everybody's speculating that it's Cody Roman at Mania. Um, and, I, I mean, I think it should be. I mean, if you go, if you, if you have The Rock show up and wrestle Roman, well, what is that doing that's just extending Roman's reign now? And then you get another Roman Reigns reign for another year. You know what I mean? Right. And I think everybody's ready to move on. I think anyways. Um, but if you have a triple threat match, well, that doesn't really do anything to... I, I don't think that really justifies Cody. Right. So I don't know what they're doing with The Rock. Um, maybe they'll have a match at like the Royal Rumble, but I don't even think they're doing that. I think they're, they already have a match for Roman at the Royal Rumble or no. Uh, not for sure. Can't remember, but I, I, I don't really like the idea of the rock coming in and intertwining himself into the story. If that's the case. Yeah. Into WrestleMania. Yeah. So. I don't know. I guess we'll have to wait and find out. As always, right? So. Yep. Wait and find out. All right. Well, wrestler of the week. Wrestler of the Week. I'm going to have to say the Von Erics. Okay. Because um, I think um, I think they get forgotten about a lot. I think anyways. Um, because all of them were so good. You know? Um, especially, I mean, Carrie, Carrie would have been a huge star. Would have been a huge star. If uh, he could have just 
fought off his demons. Yeah. So. I mean, WWE would have probably been through the moon for him if uh, he could have made things work. Yeah, for sure. Texas Tornado. That's right. Carry on, Eric. Um, uh, my pick for this week is, um, I guess it's a little late, but since we did the podcast early, I'm going to count it. Uh, I got to go with Eddie Kingston. Um, awesome to see him. Just his 2023 as a whole was just crazy for him. I mean, I I remember, you know, NWA was around, and he was – I was like, who's this Eddie Kingston guy? I don't know if I really like him. And he, you know, had that thick New York accent and was just in your face. And, you know, when he come to AEW, I felt like he was able to develop himself a lot better. And, and honestly, I think he's one – as of right now, I think he's one of the – better guys on the mic in the entire industry. Yeah. Um, he can just deliver it, and it doesn't even sound like he's just cutting a wrestling promo. It sounds like he's talking from his heart, and he's being 100% serious. Um, yeah, no, I got to go with him. Great. Not only a great year, but uh, great to see him win that tournament. And, uh, and yeah, hopefully he can keep it going and reach the moon. Yeah. Yeah. Kudos to him. So, because um, he's he's a guy that um, he's a guy kind of like Kevin Owens almost, just a a guy that just brawls, you know. Yeah. And isn't, um, we'll say the typical stereotype. You know what I mean? Right. So, and, I mean, that's kind of like Jake the Snake, too, you know? I mean, Jake the Snake wasn't really much, but when he spoke with his voice being all jacked up and whatnot, um, he, you listened, and, like, it made you focus on his eyes because his eyes were just, like, so intense. So... For sure, and when you when you talk, you you felt it, and then I think that's the same thing with Kingston too, because like, it, it's like he's just a regular Joe, you know what I right, mean? Right, right. So, I'm not trying to be this character; he's just being real with you. Exactly. So, yeah. So, good pick. Well, it was a long one, but. It was a long one. We got some editing to do. Yeah. Good, good. <laughs> Sorry, Mr. Producer. Yeah. That's right. I'll, I'll pay him in cheeseburgers. Cheeseburgers. Um, but yeah, good start to the new season and the new year. And uh, hopefully we keep rolling out strong. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Well, definitely. So until next week. Until next week. All right. We out. All right. We're out of here. Later.
Follow us on Twitter at BeerCityBoys1. That's the number one, not spelled out. BeerCityBoys1. If you want to get in touch with us, you can reach us by email. Our email is hottagpodcast2020 at gmail.com. Hot Hot tag out. out.